Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. about you pretty bad on top of the time with the uh, cow tipping. Well, damn. How was it <laughs> tipping them cows? Man, let me tell you something. You know what? Shout out to Arkansas. They got some beautiful scenery out there. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I think. That's all I'm going to say on the air. We're going to have to talk about Arkansas <laughs> on the air. On the air I, we as a people have to do better. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Hey, one of them Florida <laughs> Evans moment, is it? Uh, we got, man, we as people have to do much better. It's ridiculous. We're going to talk about it off the air, though. Damn. <laughs> damn. Damn. Uh, just <laughs> random acts of niggerdom. That's all I can say. <laughs> that is funny. That is too funny. How, how far back is Arkansas, if you're not scared to say? Uh, they just entered the 70s. Wasn't it? <laughs> they just entered the 70s. Oh, man. That's horrible. That is, that is the 70s. Speaking yeah. of uh, talking to time, man, we just had a great show, man, this past Thursday, man, talking about... Criticism. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, constructive criticism. Constructive criticism. I couldn't get that out there, man. Yeah, we, you got to be constructive with it. Man, everybody can't take criticism, and, and we were talking about it from a personable aspect and an entertainment aspect. You know how a lot of artists are not able to have you talk to them in a, a in a manner in which it's helpful to them and help them become stronger. Uh, yeah. You have a lot of people out there, man, that uh, you just came in the building, y'all. I know you, you, you my clock is wrong. It's like 30 minutes. My clock yeah. is 534. So I'm thinking I'm on time. I'm so sorry. Right. 
It really does. I was like, you know, like. Oh, I'm a constructive really... criticize you right now. Constructive <laughs> criticize you right now. Any being. I'm about to do that's this. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up in here with one finger, <laughs> like you a jerk. It is too cold for that right now. It's just too cold. Oh man, too cold to be late. Oh my gosh, I am like, like you know what? We have to have like a grace period or something. Like I'm only four minutes late, like in reality time. How do we have a grace really? period for a radio show? <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? We're gonna start the show at six oh five. Right. That's 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 that that's that Negro time. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. But back to the talk of the time, man. If y'all get the opportunity, go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the middleman. Check out mm-hmm. that show right there. And our feature show for this week is Gay Bling. Is, is, gay, be, is gay the New Black? Is that That's what it is, right? That's the show. Oh, is, that, yeah. is that this week? Yeah, that's the feature, that's show. The feature show. That's one of the I'll, feature shows. Wow. It's, it's a new military, that's for sure. <laughs> It's Black oh, Bean's New Day or something like that. I, oh, I, I cannot forget the title. <clears throat> Just, Kevin, Kevin, you can't even get people names right. Right. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I mean you know, dude, simple names it's I cool. can do. Simple names I can do. No. Right. You was calling Dr. Jamie Reed, Reese, uh, uh, Jamal Reed. Yeah, he called, he called him hey. Dr. James Reese. I'm going to get all the way. Did he get mad? No. Mm-mm. He's respectful. It's cool. Hey, man, we can't forget y'all. Appreciate everybody that's listening in to the show today. We appreciate everybody that's on the internet, <coughs> worldwide web, listening to yes, us sir. this week. Hey, man, we got a great show in line for you guys today. Hell, it's let everybody down. know. Yeah, let, let everybody know what we talk about. Don't sing again, please. Please, sir. <laughs> Look, man. Y'all gonna respect me. Okay. Anyway, title of today's show, of course, The Talk, The Birds and the Bees. Now, to look at that, you automatically know somewhat our angle in which we may want to come at you with this. But, we're gonna knock y'all outside of here with something different. Now, of course, in today's society, highly influenced by sex sexuality. Now, due to the lack of education about sex and sexuality, some of us are uncomfortable about talking about sex and sexuality. Now, some of our parents, the school systems, churches, are not making any type of effort to teach about sex and sexuality because maybe they were not properly taught themselves. Also, now some of these which we're going to you know, point out today is if we as an adult were not properly educated about sex, how can we educate others about sex? Why do some people, as far as in modern society, put a stigma on those who are virgins? And also today. Why does, why does society of today make it seem like it's cool to have premarital sex? We see it all on TV. We see it on our children's teenage shows as far as them leading up to wanting to have sex or have that, that scene where they kiss and then, you know, they have that look like they're about to get ready to go to the back room. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. And also, are the parents to blame for our children becoming oversex due to not teaching them about sex and sexuality? And does not educating ourselves properly increase the chances of a child experimenting with their own sexuality? 
Hmm. Yeah. You want to hear what Bob got to say out there? If you're online, make sure you press one on your phone. We'll get to you. If you're on the chat board, place your comments there. We'll definitely read them if you say something that needs to be said over the air. And I, I just hope that I hope that people have um, some great comments today. People you want to call in, the phone lines are open. 718-508-9972. These phone lines are wide open today. And yes, sir. You know, somewhat the angle, you know, just to add on what Al was saying, you know, a lot of us in our adult years right now, we, I, I, I don't think we were taught, a lot of us, some of us, may have not been taught the proper way of sexuality. And I think that's something that we all dealt with and probably still, some of us are still dealing with. So mm-hmm. if you feel comfortable with sharing that today, you ain't too scared to share it. Hey, call in. We would love to hear your story. You don't have to see your name. If you have name, that look in your eye. <laughs> Nick, wow. we're going to send you back to uh, Arkansas. Keep talking. Hell no, you ain't, man. We're going to drop you off in Arkansas, him. But um, let's get right into it, y'all. What we're going to do right here, we have a clip that we're going to start off with, and it kind of leads into what I was just talking about where you know, and Al also mentioned, how can we teach someone else about sex and we don't know or we don't feel comfortable talking about sex? Um, if you go to our Facebook page, make sure you add us as a friend on Facebook. Uh, you can see the whole entire clip. It's about a 25-minute long clip about sex education for real. So I want you all to pay close attention to the first part in the ending. Um it's kind of hard for some of us to sit down and talk to our children about it because, like I said, a lot of us haven't been taught the proper way to talk about sex and learn about sex ourselves. So we're going to get into this first clip right here. Sex education for real. This is a scared parent right here talking about sex. She don't want to talk about it. You're listening to the Blog Talk Radio Middleman. Hey, we're here. Live, Sunday. More that. The Blog Talk Radio Middleman? Yeah. Play the clip, man. I don't want to know if you're doing it, you know, just be 
careful. Hey, actually, my parents didn't really teach me anything about the cycle. They kind of left it up to the school to teach me. Yeah, I mean, I like to talk like most kids, but I didn't really, they didn't really go into detail or anything.
nowadays because there are a lot of parents that are not prepared yeah. to talk to their kids or children or young adults about sex. I, I, right. think on the flip side, I think on the flip side of that, a lot of teens aren't that brave enough to go to their parents and even ask them a question like that. Even now at 30, well, 29 years old, I, I'm, I'm not going to go to my mom and ask her a question like that. I'm just not. And I, I know a lot of teens, young men and women out there aren't asking those types of questions to their parents. Well, as you see at the end of the clip and, and in the middle of the clip, a lot of the kids were talking about how they learn from their friends and, and everybody else that's surrounding them. You know, yep. because like you just said, if you have that fear, you won't be able to approach an adult to talk to them. Because if you can remember when you were younger, you know, it was kind of hard to go and, and speak to an adult about sex and learn it properly. Um, I know a lot of people that learn from porn. Let's keep it real. We're going to keep it straight 100 today. Mo- learn most what young men from porn. learn from porn. Yeah. Learn porn what from porn? About sex? Learn what from porn? About sex. Yeah, you got to think. I can't speak for young okay, women. Okay, and that's why I guess that's men. why most women's first sexual experiences are, are horrific because little boys are out there learning from porn. Yeah. Well, you know how many I mean, kids are have access to porn? Like, you got to think about it. When we were kids, unless your older cousin had that tape that they stashed the label off the top, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the VHS tape. <laughs> yeah. 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 There wasn't much access. There wasn't much access to porn. You look at it nowadays. These kids, all of them have computers. They have smartphones. <clears throat> they can get porn in any type of fashion. But for most young men and for a lot of young women, their first exposure to sex was through watching porn or seeing somebody else or finding their father's um, magazines or finding their older brother or older mm-hmm. sister's tape. Yep, you're right, right. Nick. Find that one little it's common, it's common. It's as common as breathing, almost. Wow. Well, I mean, it's not even the fact that the young ladies have a bad experience from it. I think both are having a bad experience from it because if the girl is not taught properly, the guy's not taught properly, um, it's going to be bad overall. But emotionally speaking, and just speaking from a long-term effect on them, that's why a lot of people have... Their, their perception on sex as they do now because of that first exposure instead of someone that they can trust and love coming to them saying, hey, this is what it is. I Man, I remember when I was like nine years old, nine or eight, my uncle came to me, one of my other uncles, came to me and was like, hey, man, you had that uh, sex yet? And that ain't how he said it. <laughs> that ain't how he said it. <laughs> you know, I'm looking like... Oh. You I'm I'm like, man, I'm still playing with G.I. Joes and and, and, and Transformers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, you know, I mean, dude, that was like the awkwardest um, situation to me. You know, I, I don't mind sharing this with y'all, y'all family out there. But as awkward as it was, you know, it, it put in my mind that, hey, this is something I'm going to need to know about. And there was occasions where, like, my younger cousin, hey, he had porn. You know, he had the VHS, the scratch-off label, Nick. You know, <laughs> I walk in there, I'm looking, mm-hmm. what, the, what you watching? <laughs> and, you know, like, you know, you, you just don't get the right impression of it. But uh, let's get into this, y'all. Let's get into it. Anybody out there that want to comment, uh, 718-508-9972, the phone lines are open. Y'all go ahead and handle it. I got to do something over here right quick. Well, I'll go from my experience. Jen, like I said, it's just like Kev said, it's not just um, 
men, it's not just women that have horrible experiences the first time, it's men too. Because that lack of education is there, my first time, and I started way earlier than I should have, my first time, I didn't know that women, more often than not, bled on their first time having sex. Oh, did you get freaked out? Man, it scared the hell out of me. I look. I mean, come on now. Any guy that looks down and you see blood on you, you just like, <laughs> I, I didn't have sex again for two and a half years. I'll put it that way. Wow. It was two and a half years yeah. before I had sex again. It freaked right. me out because it was just that, that lack of education. I will say this I, I, I sent you guys And we'll post this up on Facebook as well That the campaign for a, co- a commercial free childhood Says that um, Teen girls who watch more than 14 hours of rap videos Are more likely to have multiple sex partners And be diagnosed with an STD So relying on like Sexy video, music videos And um, porn Seems to be leading kids down like the wrong path. What do you guys think about that? I think it goes back to something that um, <clears throat> that uh, Jamie Foxx said. You know, a lot of times people in the spotlight they don't like to, to claim responsibility for the role, the impact that they have on the youth. Mm. But uh, he said something uh, a few weeks ago that that really kind of hit home with that. He was just saying that as entertainers, athletes, all that we. We raise the children. It's up to the parents to guide them through what's right and what's wrong. So right. even with that exposure being out there, <clears throat> there still has to be some. There has to be some type of unit within there that's saying, "Hey, this is not right. This is wrong." Especially for young girls, you got to think. I will say this much: for uh, music videos, they tone down a lot. If you guys remember back in like 2001, 2002, the video was just extra raunchy. Yeah, it seemed mm-hmm. like after Jay Z did Big Pimp, and it was like, okay, let's put thongs on every girl in the video. Let's have all we're gonna spray them down with champagne, and like these young girls see that, and just like Jen said, they see that, and they, you know, perception is reality. Mm-hmm. Like you can't ignore the statistics. To them, it's like, okay, if nobody's here telling me that, hey, this isn't wrong, this isn't what really goes on. This isn't right, you know. If somebody's not there telling that young girl that, then it's not gonna matter. Same thing with with the young guy. If that's all you see. If all you see is the people that you idolize objectify women and no one's there to tell you, hey, look, that's fake. Those women are getting paid to do that. You know, this, this is not nine times out of ten. The rapper doesn't even own the rapper doesn't even own any of that that's on TV. Like they don't know. They just think it's okay to, to objectify women. Same thing I, with them I watching porn. True. I think it's true too, and I think that going back to the clip and re- relating this to what we we're just talking about that. A lot of the times, a lot of teens aren't that brave. I know a lot of kids who are not going to ask their parents these blatant sex like questions. They're relying on the porn and the videos, and you know, I don't know what we can do to get kids talking about it or to make them feel more comfortable. The thing with that, as far as um, you know, a lot of it has to do with the parents not being able to. actually uh, relay that information due to them probably have not have asked their parents and their parents may have not gave them a, a avenue of how to um, give an answer to a question like that because they have never asked that. They probably wanted to ask a question exactly. they were about that but they don't know how to give a response to that because they're not properly prepared to answer that question and then that's where the curiosity grows within the parents and then also the children because 
Now the parent is thinking, okay, what is my child really thinking? And then what am I not doing as a parent to actually uh, answer all these questions? What about all those questions that I have as an adult that I do not know how to answer as far as knowing about STDs, uh, being familiar with all types of sexuality, you know, the causes of it, the the triggers, you know, to having, you know, sexuality and no particular thoughts because we see now that, you know, our society is, you know, it's, it's very open now to everything, you know, versus 20, 30, 40 years ago, um, you didn't see a lot of people but as far as um, being homosexual was not in a open array as it is now. You know, like, you know, now, you know, we see children, you know, they, they, they experiment. So, yeah. but um, we I think got we a caller comment. Let's uh, go ahead and take this caller. Um, caller 215-279, you on the Middleman Talk Show. You have a comment? Good evening, folks. This is the Asian Abomination, Don Calypso. What's going on, man? How you doing? I am doing well. Uh, I just wanted to bring in something like I put in the chat room uh, for you guys to discuss. The fact that in addition to the over-sexualization and all those, you know, all those signals in the culture to tell kids to have sex early, the flip side of it, because women complain about the double standard, you know, men are free to do whatever, but girls are called whores. But the guy who does listen and says, you know what, the women are right, we should keep it in our pants, we should be more responsible, those guys get clowned way more by women than they do by their peers. And that's another problem. There is an even bigger stigma on a guy being a virgin. The same women who complain that, you know, it's wrong for a woman to be called a whore for for expressing sexuality, they're the first one to really publicly humiliate a guy. And think about this. Anytime there's a, there's a relationship topic on BTR, listen to some hope, especially the black feminists. What, what, the first thing they're gonna ask a guy is, "Do you have Do you have a woman, or you must, you know, do you get laid? Are you, you a must be gay. First, first insult is not even you must be gay. You must not be getting any pussy. But yeah, they come well, yeah, that's, that's all true. we think about. Yeah. So true. I know your female your female panelists might want to chop my head off. I don't know, but. No, I actually, I, actually, I agree with you. I don't want to chop your head off because I agree with you. I know, I know, it must be fearful for a lot of boys that choose to, to you know, be virgins until they're married or until, you know, they're ready. I know that they do. Get, I've seen it done myself, and you know, I think that's sad. Are you saying you know that? Guys, guys are going to respect the other guys. They may clown them, but they'll respect it. The women will diss them hard. That's the that's the that's the most disingenuous part about it all. Yeah, well, because because there's a there's a very there's something wrong in our society where um, where women have you know equate. I think some women's understanding of manhood has been misconstrued throughout the years, and and what we. Uh, define as men and what being a real man is and a lot of I think a lot of young women now have the wrong impression on what defines a man and a real man and and I think that might be the source of, of some of that negative response for guys who do decide to be virgins yeah and uh, well, I, want, I want to take it a, a little bit deeper than that um, well one you have to think about it most of the younger generation and I say most not all but most of the younger generation 
and even some of ours, a good bit of ours, haven't seen what a real man is. They don't know what a real man is because they've never met one. Not at length. They may have seen one, like they may see somebody that's handling their business, they see what's going on on the outside, but they don't know that there's a lot that goes on, you know, on a daily basis. Prime example, <clears throat> Jim, and you're looking at you like with your father, you know, just from talk we've had, your your father, he seems like he's an amazing man. You've seen the the parts of him that the public doesn't see. From the public standpoint, yeah, he's handling this business, but he's also vulnerable. He also, you know, he takes care of his family. He loves his family. He, you know, he's he's passionate about it. A lot of times, men get we get talked about for being passionate about certain things. You know, with men, it's supposed to be. Oh, you know, you stay hard about this, you you know, you, you stay the rock for this, you stay the rock for that. But no, when you love something and you're passionate about it, it just is what it is. And so since a lot of people haven't seen that on a consistent basis, they don't know. So when they see a guy that says, you know what, I'm saving myself for my wife, they think, oh, he's soft or he's gay or he's this or he's that or he's that. Even another, oh, he's got something. That's why he ain't having sex. You know, it, it's because they don't have an example to go by. And they don't have that example to go by, they... They can't compare it by anything else. Can I add another quick thing on that also? Sometimes what I hear a lot of women say, get not all, so don't call it not all police, but especially a lot of black women on BTR, especially those of the feminist perspective, persuasion, is, oh, I ain't got time to teach no man how to please me. He better come, he better be packing like 10 inches, and he better know exactly how to please me. Uh, newsflash. You're supposed to learn from your partner. There's a reason why there's a biblical prohibition against premarital sex. It's not about controlling a woman's sexuality, making her some kind of slave. It's because, you know, if you believe in God, and you believe that God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and loves you, God knows new full well that when you go ahead and have sex early on, not knowing the psychological ramifications, that you will get sprung. You get this bonding at the neurochemical level from oxytocin. When you have sex with someone regularly, especially if you have orgasms, you get hooked on that person. So that's why you get ladies, you know, they want to try to do like men because they're feminist teachers teach them you can do anything a man can do. And they go around, they get loose and crazy, and they end up getting hooked on Pookie, Ray Ray, or Dayquil. And after they've been with Jasper St. Jock and Lex, Lex Dan Taylor, when they meet Mr. Goodbar, who makes a great husband, they can't bond with him, and they might end up cheating because the guy, you know, they, they're still stuck on the guy who was blowing their back out, even though that guy wasn't worth shit outside of sex. But again, no, that's just me. The hate of and then I digress. Did you say Dayquil? What was it like? <laughs> Pookie, Ray Ray, Dayquil, Jaquan, Shantavius, you know, those guys that show up on the Maury show. I, I got you. I, I think and the no difference, to I, I think the difference is, and I don't want to put this all on women. There are a lot of psychological ramifications that come with it for men, too. It's just that, once again, we're not taught, and this is a lack of education. We're not taught to express our feelings in the right way. So, you know, we might hold it back. There's a lot of psychological ramifications. One thing that I realized is that with parents and grandparents, they have an opinion about everything except for sex. Yeah. Think about this. They got an opinion on the government. They got an opinion on your education, on how you should live your life. They got an opinion on everything about sex. Because the moment you mention sex, everybody gets nervous, palms start sweating. This is like Al said earlier. They weren't properly taught themselves. You know, and honestly, looking at it, anyone who has kids or anybody who is raising kids, it's understandable why you feel that way because of the fact that for someone that you've changed the diapers of, you can't 
possibly imagine them coming up you <laughs> them coming up to you and saying, Is it okay to have oral sex? Don't nobody want to hear their child say that. But these are things that the child uh, they're encountering in school every day. They're hearing these stories about other kids that are doing this and doing that. And and they, they wanna know these things. It's just it's very difficult to talk about. And because and just, you didn't talk about it with your parents, you have no basis to spark that conversation. We all know how to talk least, about sex with our friends. True. We all know how to talk about it with kids. Well, that leads into a very interesting question. A lot of teens and a lot of preteens do not consider oral sex as sex. They they really do not believe that oral sex is sex. Like, what do you guys I think about I blame Bill Clinton. That? That's Bill Clinton's fault Because until Slick Willie came around Everybody knew it was sex But when Slick Willie said I did not have sexual relations with that woman Oral sex is not sex Kids rode the bandwagon So I blamed that one on, on, on Bill Clinton And yes, it was not a black man who did it But I digress Exactly But it's, it's the bandwagon Let me tell you something Kids are a lot smarter than people give them credit for These kids are so much smarter And they have so much more access to information than we've ever had They know that it's sex That's just a justification a lot of people think, oh, if I just say it, like, for example, a lot of young girls will have oral and anal sex, but because they've not had vaginal sex, they'll still claim to be a virgin. No, it don't work like that. But they know that. They, they, they know these things, and they use it as a justification. So they're a lot smarter than that. Anyway, now, as far as, you know, adults, um... You know, for everyone who's listening on the line and also on the uh, chat board, as far as adults, if you are not properly educated about sex, how can you educate others? That could be other adults. That could be um, uh, teens who are coming into adulthood. That could be our teens, our children as well, too, because if we don't teach them anything or tell them what it is, they're going to do what? They're going to go seek and find it anyway. And then now, pretty much television, the only thing that we don't see on television is penetration. So, um, next, the next stop in the next five years, if, you know, these FCC laws, you know, keep getting bent, we're going to see some penetration. So, we might as well go ahead. Elementary, my dear Watson. (laughs) Elementary, my dear Watson. They have to read. And Wikipedia does not count because it is not a peer-reviewed primary source. Ooh, I forgot. Niggas don't read. Never mind. Scratch that. Carry on. We appreciate that, Don. We're about to uh, play a second clip that we uh, have. Uh, we appreciate you for holding. If you got another comment, make sure you press one again on your phone. Um, we got another clip that we're going to play. Uh, Kevin, what's the name of the clip we're going to do? All right, this, sex, this second clip is also from the Sex Education for Real um, video. Um, this is right here from a, a woman that wrote a book. And uh, basic, basically, she's just expressing, you know, the, the things that we need to be able to talk to our children about about sex. Y'all check this out. All right, there we go. As a mom of three boys, ranging from age three to twelve, I think it's so important to give our kids the resources and the tools that they need to live healthy, long, successful lives. And part of that is really educating them not only around their bodies but around sexuality. For so many years, I've been working with parents to help them with the tools they need to raise sexually healthy kids. And so this book is really 
a culmination of all that I've learned through the years about what goes into raising a sexually healthy child and also based on all the feedback that I've gotten through the years. Sex education actually starts at birth. From a very early age, there are tasks as your children's sex educator that you should be focusing on. So for instance, in early childhood and toddlerhood, you're really focusing on teaching them the correct names of their body parts, setting the foundation for positive body image and self-esteem. As they move into later childhood and get close to adolescence, you may be talking to them more about the physical changes and the emotional changes that they should expect as they move through adolescence. As they get older, you're starting to talk to them more about the specifics of sexuality, what you expect out of a romantic relationship, out of potentially a sexual relationship. It's an ongoing process, and at each stage of development, children face different challenges. This book, Talking to Your Kids About Sex, really guides parents through each of those stages so that they know what and how to address those challenges that their children face at every stage of development. A good portion of the book really helps parents understand the benefits and, in fact, the risks of the Internet and the World Wide Web and the networking sites and the ways in which children and teenagers can be at risk not only for sexual predators but for being bombarded with sexual information that they aren't ready for and that they can't process. The gift that we have as parents is that if we take the opportunity, we can set the context, we can set the values. You don't want to wait for that to be set by their friends or the media. You want to keep setting that and reinforcing that all the way through their childhood into adolescence. All right, and that was the second clip right there uh, from Sex Education for Real. Y'all have to excuse me today. I am trying to breathe over here. It's all good, man. You got that Theraflu yet? No. I didn't use all that. I'm going to run a CVS, dog. I live and die by Theraflu. It works. It's like the only thing that works. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. All right. If you just tuned in to the middleman, we are talking about the talk, the birds and the bees. Uh, they had a great conversation uh, right before that clip right there. What do y'all think about some of the things the good doctor was talking about as far as things we need to focus on uh, teaching the kids? <laughs> We need to get rid of the the fear of of sex. I think that you know, like she said, that you know, teaching kids, you know, their body parts, and knowing that teaching kids about sex comes in stages. And I think if you start very young and teaching them appropriately at a young age, I think that you know they may turn out a little bit differently. Right. But if the adult was not properly educated about that, what should they do? I mean, who should they call? Who should they? you know, uh, go to to actually be able to relay this information appropriately to their child. I mean, you can, you know, because a lot of people won't go and pick up a book on the front hand. They're rather either, you know, either try to relay the information on their own from their own experiences, or maybe if they know somebody, go talk to somebody. I mean, what should they do in that particular sense? 
Well, I well, think that there's a lot of wonderful resources. Like, I know that the media tries to demonize Planned Parenthood, but, you know, there's a lot of resources in your town, your churches, your pastors, um, your medical centers, your clinics, your teen centers. I know probably every town in America has a teen center or Planned Parenthood um, that you could go visit with your child and, and find all that out. But this is one particular topic that people don't like to discuss outside their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know so, that me, so for I, me, what happened to me was like my mother had talked to me about sex. But when I came to an age where she knew that, you know, I probably would be making sexual decisions, you know, we went to the doctor together. It was my first gynecological visit. And, you know, she just kind of posed questions out for my gynecologist and then, like, asked if I had any questions also. And, and then, you know, and then she gave me an opportunity to speak to the, the gynecologist alone also, you know. So if I didn't feel comfortable with her, that I could talk to my doctor by myself and ask any questions, and I think that was great. But you know what, Jen, and I'm uh, Nick, you can definitely come in after me, but it's just like in America, you know, and especially in our community, Sex is a taboo that's just crazy. We don't want to talk about it. We'll have it up a storm, and we're perceived to be overly sexual or sexualized beings. But when it comes to us discussing it to our kids and the importance of understanding that sex is not a bad word because, number one, if it wasn't for sex, that wouldn't be a you, me, or anybody that's on this phone line right now. And if we want to teach the thing, teach this to our kids, we have to be properly trained and to have a, a good relationship with our mates. We have to know and understand what we're talking about. On you, Nick. Well, one thing I think that we could do, um, one way to start, like I said, the parents have to be educated first. So as many times as we have these parent-teacher conferences and anything like that, you know, I think at a certain point, prime example, they're starting to give commons out in the fourth grade. Okay, before you start to give commons out in the fourth grade, why would you not have a specialized parent-teacher conference? Send a letter home, an email, make a call. Hey, According to statistics, these are the times when the kids are starting to question sex, wonder about sex. So we would like to schedule a conference so that we can, you know, get some type of guideline together. Because they're gonna act they're gonna ask someone, now whether it be an older brother, an older cousin, mom, dad, teacher, whomever, they're gonna ask someone before they get curious enough to go out and start trying it on their own. So as many conferences and as many letters as the school sends about selling candy and, and, and doing this and doing this and we need the parents on this, they need to have, because the parents do need to be educated. Because a lot of parents yep. do not know how to approach, I, I, I don't know how to approach a situation like that. Somebody thinking about their child coming up and saying, hey, you know, I'm thinking about busting it open. How do you really break, how do you really break that down for a kid? Because your first instinct is to say sex is wrong, you should wait till you're married. But, the yeah. likelihood that that's going to happen is low, mm-hmm. especially nowadays. Just like Al was talking about a couple months ago with that school in Memphis when it was like 90% of the population either had kids or was pregnant. They need to mm-hmm. know how to attack it. The parents need to know how to attack it. And it needs to be a collaborative effort between the educators and the parents. You can call for everything else. Hey, I think that's true, but I think that, you know, like then, like we said in, in that previous show, a lot of parents aren't taking responsibility. Um, many schools now, I don't know about where you guys are from, but I live in the Bible Belt, and there are no schools in the Bible Belt that even have sex education. The only thing that is taught is abstinence, 
in sex education or um, education in about AIDS or STDs or anything to that matter is not taught or uh, spoken upon in schools. They just refuse I to. I can't necessarily agree with that. I mean, Jen, I'm, without giving away my age, hell, we were taught, we had sex education classes when I was in elementary, and I grew up in Mississippi, as much as people try to talk about Mississippi, I'm just saying. But, and that was in the early 90s. Don't tell everybody my age. <laughs> well, they don't, they do not now. They they do not now. Schools in, in the South do not. They do not anymore. Well, let's, let's, Let's talk about, you know, the churches. I mean, since, you know, we've all are, you know, are from the Bible Belt. Um, I feel like church should have an influence on actually, you know, teaching, well, having classes about this. Because why not get the information you need to get from where you get everything else from? The church. Yep. Supposedly now. Supposedly. But, but you know what, man? He's learned about life in the church. You know what, man? No, no, no. This right here, I don't know if the church is going to be the appropriate place because there are some things that the church is not going to go into the context of saying because of religion. You they're going to teach abstinence. Right. That's yeah, that's the, the church thing they don't teach. Which, but the church you know, is the appropriate place. Because if you cannot talk about, you know, certain things uh, outside of church that you want to talk about in church, I mean, you know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to be able to talk about every, any and everything in church. Whatever, but your preacher is you know, not going to encourage you to practice safe sex. Your preacher is not going to encourage you to get on birth control because, of course, Why well, I not? know in Christianity they're not. Why not? Here's the thing about right. it. The, the, the smart preacher, the smart church will realize that this is a reality. You can sit there and you can preach abstinence all day, but when you've got 14, 15, 16-year-old girls sitting in the conversation, uh, I'm sorry, in the congregation, you know, five months dilated, then it's time to say, hey, we need to take some action. If they're going to have sex, then we need to properly educate them on the the good and bad about sex. They need to know this. Mm-hmm. It's just like we always right. say, it takes a vi- you can't say it's just on the parents because it takes a village to raise a child. And that child might not right. always be comfortable talking to the parent about it. You can't sit up there and just look at the problem and ignore That's what's wrong with us now. We, we see the but according to like teachings them. of a church, I mean, let's be realistic. According to teachings of a church, they're not going to teach you that. They're not going to teach you about condoms. They're not going to encourage premarital sex because they think about if they tell you about these it's things, not about, it's interpreted as I know it's not. I know it's not, but it's I'm not saying that. like that's a, why many churches about. aren't doing it now because they associate right. with learning a, that with with encouraging children to have sex. So, you know, how do we det- how do we change churches' minds? I-, I don't think we are. But it's not about, you know, encouraging premarital sex. It's about teaching them about it in general. Just educating about it. Educating the parents about how to respond to certain things. Educating the children about letting them know that their body's going to be going through certain, you know, uh, changes when they become adults and how to deal with it. How to deal with it appropriately and not to be ashamed of it. You know, that's what I'm saying about it. Because if they exactly. are in that school where the school is t- supposedly had sex ed, we need to be doing it in the church, man. I mean, you know, we talk about any and everything else in church. We fight in church, argue in church. We talk about people in church. Why not talk about sex in church? And it's there's a whole lot of sex going on in church, too. Let's exactly. be real about it. That, and, and but that's I think my your conversations about sex in church are going to be in the confounds of you should not have sex. 
when in reality, kids are making decisions to have faith. The church is changing. The church is changing. Because if you remember 50 years ago, you'd have been excommunicated from a church. Yeah. It's yep. changing. It's changing slow. It just needs to change at a faster pace. It needs to be addressed in church. You have to think, for a kid like me who spent four to five days out of the week in church, yeah, you need to have that there because you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to learn about it there, but you're going to learn about it either the right way or the wrong way because there's a the whole way. lot there of that go. going on in church. There you go. Please believe. There you go. So the whole lot of it going on in church. Most definitely. Most definitely. Now, I want to move into uh, this this next question as far as why do some people in modern society make it seem like it's cool to have premarital sex? You know, it, it, it's it's like that thing to do. If you see it, I mean, we see it on our TV shows. We see it on, like, the teen shows now. And, like, it's even on the Disney Channel. What? So what on see? the Disney Channel? Oh, yeah. What? Give me an example. On, what on the Disney Come Channel on, is, is about sex? Come on now. Because it's because America would be... Guys and, a, a, girls, guys and girls hooking up at school, kissing in the hallway, going on... That has, that's night, realistic. When you were in high school, did guys and girls not kiss in the hallway? And what did that lead to? It didn't lead hey, to nothing. You I, right, 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 I made out with my it. boyfriend. All right. I kissed my boyfriend at my locker, and I wasn't having sex while I was an adult. No, I did not. I did not, and I didn't have sex till I was an adult. So, no. That's uh-uh. because you chose it. That's because you chose it. Exactly. Hey, hey, like hey you, you know what? Yeah. Hey, y'all. You know what? Not only that, you gotta you gotta think about it from the standpoint of when we were younger, we weren't bombarded with images of sex on every instant that they can actually bombard us with. Thank you. So, Thank you. You know, it's not as innocent as you would think nowadays. Even our right. our regular commercial on TVs are so sexually laced for these kids mm-hmm. to have the impression of that. And right. like I was saying, you know, we're looking at all these young kids out here, like like even Don was saying earlier, if a young guy today say, hey, I'm a virgin, he's ostracized. <laughs> they looking at him like, man, you're, you're weak, you're weird, something wrong with you. You ain't got right. none yet. I mean, what, what, where are we right now in our society where a young man can't feel proud of being a virgin? And also think, for our young women. I think that we're trying to, and, and it's, I'm really amazed by this conversation, you know, if I just may be frank, that I think that you guys are talking like the old people when we were young. Like, let's be realistic. It is not a new concept of the machismo. Let me finish my comment. It is not a new concept where, you know, guys are are frowned upon because they're not sexual. That that, that dates back as, as far as I can remember and before me to my father's time and before him. It's always been expected of men to be sexual and for women to be virginal. That's not a That's not a new concept. And it's also a very unrealistic concept to sit here and say, well, when do when do kids, you know, don't make out and, you know, that's, that's always been, look at malt shops, look at the 1950s, lookout points became popular. Sex has always been a, a part of our society, and I, I think the problem is now that people aren't 
instead of talking about it realistically, we still are capsized by it and afraid of it, or we want to talk about it in a in a fan in, in a fantasy mode. Like it, it doesn't happen, and people aren't making decisions to have sex. By the law, when you're 16 years old, you are legally responsible enough to make a decision to have sex. Okay, so let me address a couple things. One, we're not saying that it hasn't always existed. What we're saying is that because of the excessive amount of exposure to it now, based on technology, based on how the how the country has just lacked on their how the FCC has changed, that it needs to be addressed. We're not saying that people weren't having sex back then. We're not saying that people weren't talking about sex back then. But what we're saying is things need to change. Things need to be addressed. These people people need to be properly educated about it. We're not saying that it's a new concept. That's the first thing. The second thing about kids being legally able to have sex, guess what? In most states, and this goes into that education, in most states there are certain sexual acts that are deemed illegal that you can face criminal charges for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then also, you know, as far as to go back uh, in the 70s, what, late 60s, 70s, and early 80s, the, the Freddy Kruegers, the Jason movies, the Halloween movies, all of those movies were created. You can actually look this up. Those movies were created to aim at teens to prevent them from having sex because mm-hmm. in those movies, when all those teens were about to get killed or hurt or somebody was about to get chased, they were doing what? Having sex. They were having sex. They were retreats on campgrounds and uh, parties to do what? Have sex. So what they did was they created the virgin a was the only one that lived monster to scare them from having sex. That was the the premise of those movies. That's and did it work? Did it no, work? It no. Teen pregnancy has been on the rise ever since. Every year See, it gets worse and worse and worse. I I do understand that, but the thing is, which we're looking at now, as far as today. Every time you flip a channel, every time you turn on the radio, every time you look on the internet, what what's up there? A sexual ad or something showing more exposure of a human body for a child. But people, people, let's not forget this. Sex is beautiful. Sex is the reason yeah, why we okay. are here. But there is a content context in which we should be able to display it to our children. Yes, we right. should be real with them and tell them what it is and what it's all about. But it starts with us also being properly, properly trained in that manner to be able to talk to them about it. And also, just like I was saying earlier, if you don't know how to conduct yourself dealing with sex, how are you going to, you know, deal with your own partner? Mm-hmm. Think about it. I mean, it's a, it's a lot dealing with it because, I mean, when I say the birds and the bees, we always think about teaching a young person. It's some grown-ass people, excuse my language, that don't know about sex. Yeah, they don't know about true. And that's why we have so many people messed up in the mind. That's why we have so many young men that run through women like it ain't nothing but water. That's why we got right. young women like Don was saying earlier that will lay down with everything that runs across them because it's nothing to them. It's not taught that it's precious. Because you think about it, if that girl laid like that in the clip we played earlier, if someone lays down with uh, uh, someone to get pregnant on that first time that they get pregnant, that may not be their soulmate. But guess what? They done lost two things. They done lost their life and virginity. Yes, some people do believe in abortions. I don't. But at the same time, those are three things they're going to lose if they do believe in abortion. They're going to lose their innocence as far as being a parent and killing the child. So it's a lot dealing with this three-letter word. 
that we really got well, to be just, able to express to people. Just to take it, just just to take it, just a, a, a slight step further. I think the the biggest thing about the education of it, if you have the right education and you still make the decision to have sex, you're not making it under you're not making the decision under duress. You know what you're getting yourself into. I think honestly, I think if a lot of younger people would you know saw a picture of what a vagina looks like that is riddled with crabs or herpes, they might not be so quick to just lay down in the back of the uh, in the back of a Chevy by the football field. And let the captain of the football team hump on them. If you're properly educated on what can happen, see, the problem is a lot of people, and this is not just young people, people our age, people a lot older, we believe we Superman. Mm -hmm. We believe nothing's going to happen. Oh, I'm not going to get an STD. No, no. That's for other people. That would never happen to me. A lot of people just don't know. I see now a trend with a lot of people, like a lot of young girls and guys are getting promise rings and, and giving them to, you know, exchanging them with their parents. Are you familiar with that, where you promise, you know? Very to, familiar. Very familiar, but then you look at the cases of it, and and you're, you're on to something great with that, Jen. You really are. But you also have to look at the cases of it. Those same ones that are, uh, have promise rings, just like you said earlier, are claiming their virginity, but they're still having oral sex or they're having anal sex. Or how many? What's the percentage of those that are actually having babies within the uh, within a year of making that promise or giving that promise ring? And once again, a lot of it is due to lack of education. You mm-hmm. might do a little bit if you know better. You might do a little better. Okay. Because it's a lot, like I said, it's a lot of grown people that don't know about sex. Very true, Nick. Now, what what about this next question right here? Um, just dealing with. Why does society today makes it seem cool to have premarital sex? And we did, you know, express that a little bit dealing with the churches, um, you know, and dealing with uh, not just the church but just society in general. Um, why, why? I mean, it's like it's to the point now. And I know, Gene, you say we sound like some old people up here talking, but I mean, when you become an adult, man, you, you start looking at things what affects our next generation mostly. Uh, we have uh, numerous diseases out there now. Um, I mean, diseases have skyrocketed on, in, in our teen population and our elder population. Have y'all heard about all the um, older people that are having sex because of Viagra and a lot of older people are getting AIDS now? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, y'all laughing, but that is a truth. No, he, he, he's, it's, it's true. It's, it's yeah. I, I, I have But one, I will say this, and I remember... Um, I want to say it was Vibe magazine. It was one of those magazines that did an article on that. And they had a couple of quotes from some old people, and they were like, look, out of everything else that's going wrong with my body, herpes is the last thing on my mind. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess because when you're old, you just don't think that older people are, are pa- I mean, the I guess, misconception is that older people are, them. yeah, they don't have diseases, which is, you know, how it could be untrue. Mm-hmm. Can't get it. Can't get it. Yeah. But you know, like I want to, I want to clarify something. Why I said like old. You know, like when I say you guys were talking old, I just think that a lot of times 
you know, I know when I was younger, a lot of times sex was, like, approached or talked about by older people, like, in an unrealistic fashion. Like, when you're 17 years old, you you feel in your mind, or you're 16 years old, you feel in your mind that you are capable of making sound decisions. I don't think that you are, and maybe you don't realize that, you know, 10 years from now, you won't have the same thought process or, or, you know, think the same things. However... I think the approach needs to be a more realistic if you decide because teens are saying I can decide and are making those decisions. If you decide, here are your options, here's what to do. Maybe you shouldn't decide this, but if you do, you know, here's, you know, what you can do to have safe sex and and sex in a a more appropriate manner than someone who isn't aware on condoms or contraceptives or birth control or or such. And I think we shouldn't go through the route. We just assume, well, don't have sex. Sex is bad. Like, you shouldn't do that because a lot of teens are making the decision to have sex. Okay, if you just have tuned in to Little Man Show, the phone lines are open. You may dial 718-508-9972. Press 1 if you have a comment. But um, the next question at hand um, that we're going to discuss now as far as our parents to blame for our children becoming over sex due to not teaching them about sex and sexuality. Now, let's talk about sex and sexuality. Um, because now we see it more, you know, it, it, it's... Uh, no, a lot of our children are experimenting with their sexuality, and by experimenting, they're doing what? Having sex. So, you know, are the parents to blame for our children becoming oversexed? Since not teaching them that, a lot of our parents are oversexed right now. I mean, you got forty-year-old women trying to sleep with twenty-year-old men, and nineteen-year-old men, seventeen-year-old men. I mean, it's sex-driven. A lot of them are I think just really because a lot of like that. And a lot of the parents are products themselves of, you know, they were teen parents, or and their parents before them were teen parents, and they weren't educated properly about sex. So for to have expectations of uh, the majority of these parents to properly educate the next generation after them that grew up in the same circumstances is is a bit unrealistic. Well, that's the thing about it. It's not the same circumstances. It's kind of like Kevin said a couple of weeks ago. With I can only teach you based on my experience. Now you got to look at our parents and our grandparents. The only thing they really had what because there wasn't real education about one. There weren't as many STDs, or back then like they called them BDs. There weren't as many venereal diseases then as there are now. So really, in essence, all they had to worry about was okay, did she get pregnant? <laughs> okay, she's not pregnant. Cool. Or if they did get something back then, penicillin took care of everything. But now the penicillin is in all of our food. We build an immune to, immunity to it. So it's not on the same level. They don't know how to deal with something. How to? They don't. They don't realize that as parents, that thing. If my child has sex right now, there's a likelihood that they are facing 20 different diseases. That before even getting to the pregnant part. You know, which goes back into their education. Just like Kel said, it's a lot of parents they having reckless sex right now. You yep. got older women having sex with younger men. You got older men having sex with younger women. And yes, this stuff has always been around, but in today's time, with all these different diseases floating around, with everything that could possibly go wrong with you having sex, you know, it's just, and especially nowadays, people using sex as a weapon more than they've ever done. 
Sex is being used now more as a weapon than it has ever done. We use it to write books. We use it to get reality shows. We use it to get on TV. We, it's, it, we use it to, to blackmail people. It's used more as a weapon now. And so it's just that lack of education is going to mess you up every single time. Speaking of lack of education, I have another clip right here I want to get into, man. Um, it's basically talking about, you know, how everybody learned. And it's from the show, The Talk, what they have on, um, I forgot what channel it was. But um, y'all check this out right here. You are listening to The Middleman on Blog Talk Radio. Check this out. Listen to this story. There's a group of high school students in Boston who are making news because they made a documentary, documentary demanding sex education in their school because they say the majority of their peers are learning about sex from adult websites. How did we all learn about sex? <laughs> by doing it. <laughs> Trial and error. Yeah, they say you learn by your mistakes. <laughs> In the school playground. What do you mean? Yeah, like talking, talking, talking. Yeah. You know, if you do this, it means this. And if you sit on the toilet this way, you could get pregnant. <laughs> and it's like all of those ridiculous ways, not the right way at all. It's what no way. You? It's no way for a child to learn about. Yeah, about right. Yeah. I love that they're actually taking control of their education, saying, you know, we need to learn the right way. Listen, right. girls should realize it's it's something that people don't like to speak about. You know, they say you can't catch cancer. Women can catch cancer. Mm. With the virus. With the oh, virus. Yes. Yeah. And that should be taught in schools. And I think that if, if young girls learned that quite possibly they could, you know, lose their uh, uterus, not be able to have children, bye. And I don't feel like we're, you know, kids are learning early enough because I remember from my own experience, by the time they were teaching us sex ed, we were like, we know this already, yeah. you know, right. and you're not doing it right. Correcting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher. And what about this? And what yeah. about that? Totally. You've missed that out. Totally. Yeah. If these are high school age students yeah. who are asking for it, which I think is too late. I mean, I think right. we should be taught this in like fifth or sixth grade, this kind uh, of stuff. What's that, 11, 10? I think yeah, about 11. Eight. 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 I say 8, 9. The thought of having this conversation with an 11, like, makes me want to throw up. Yeah. Like, really, like, I, yeah. I don't, Holly, like, I don't know how, if you're doing, but it's so uncomfortable, oh, but I is. think we have to have the conversation, yeah. but also at the same time, do you think by having the conversation, does it say you should be doing this? Does it give no. them consent? It doesn't say. It's the way that my you say it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the way that it's put forth that it's, it's you know, a fantastic thing. It's, yeah. it's the best thing yeah, in you life. Can, you can brand it's that. done properly. You can brand that. And at the that, right time. <laughs> right, right. You can completely brand that conversation any way you want. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, they're going to learn how. Yeah. Somebody's going to teach them. Right. But if you come at them and talk about it, we joke about it. They go, oh, my God, Mom, I don't want to hear this. But I'm like, yes, and you put the this into this. Like, I'm very clinical about it. Right. Yeah. And then they have the information. They're going to take it away. You but ask peer 
pressure. They got to yeah. be taught about peer know. pressure, right. about knowing, and and too about about realizing about how kids talk and tell mm -hmm. everybody else in the school. Then you become the joke, and you're the slut, and you're this, and you're that. And meantime, you've done it because peer pressure. Yeah, right. Right. And I yeah. do think we want to give them the information, but then I think about doing it, and I get so scared. You know, like <laughs> I feel like I want to try to make it casual, like like okay the. Penis goes in the vagina. Okay. Okay. Oh. Can you I say the thing goes in the thing, but okay. Oh, you want to know the part? The, the, oh yeah, I do. I just didn't didn't share with everybody. But. Oh. Well, I figured that they knew. Well, what about that? Right? But, but, but there's now this new talk we have to have, which is the adult film talk. Look, I, right. I didn't. I, I don't have any more talks. I can't do any more talks. Right. And that's really setting the bar high, because there's stuff on there that, you know, that even in my prime, I couldn't do. Exactly. <laughs> well, I feel like looking at my background, I, I learned um, two ways and opposite ends of the spectrum. Probably when I was maybe going into sixth grade, my older sister, who was six years older than me, she got out the World Book Encyclopedia. Uh -huh. Remember those plastic pages yeah. with like the human anatomy? And mm -hmm. she explained everything to me. Like these are ovaries and here's what happens. And, this, and then fast forward to eighth grade, and me and I told you about my best friend from childhood, Marnie. Marnie Keep still, it real. Still Keep it real. real. I guess Marnie was ahead of her time because she showed me a porn. What? What? An adult film. Wow. What? She said, have you ever seen an adult film? I said, no. And she said, here, let me show you. Was it on VHS? Yes. <laughs> it belongs to her mom. So hard, she said, "You should see your face right now." I don't well, think Marnie's mom's gonna be laughing after she. No, sees she's I think she will. No, you don't know her mom. She'd probably say, "That's right, I did." <laughs> I showed Julie her first adult film. I'm responsible. Did it frighten you, or did you it think did. it was funny? No, it, it frightened it, you. It horrified yeah. me. It yeah. horrified yeah. me. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. horrified that my kids would ever watch some of those. Some of those films are very fetishy and creepy and weird. And, and I think you do got to teach your kid that's not really. That's not real that's life. Not really, that's not real. That's not real life. You don't have to learn to do the sound effects. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a clip right there about where did you learn sex from. I do apologize, Nick. I know you had to run out of the room. Run back. My bad. I'm I'm, I'm back. I'm sorry. That voice has sounded like it sounded like the Golden Girls having us talk about sex. I just you, I didn't. You don't like Sharon Osbourne? Like yeah, Ozzy Osbourne's like wife? I didn't like her when she had that show. I like, I like Sharon. I mean, on MTV with a damn bad. I don't like. I don't like that. I don't like none of them. You don't like Holly Robinson Pete? No, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't like her. Oh, wow. I didn't like her on hanging with Mr. Cooper. I don't like her now. Didn't she get fired? Yeah. No, the show went okay, off so the air. No, the show is not off the air because Cheryl Underwood is the host now. She took Holly Robinson's feet. No, Bye. I'm talking about with uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper. All right, enough of y'all no, down memory lane <laughs> on television shows and talk shows now. Let's get back to this topic right quick. If you're just tuning in to the Middleman Talk Show, we are talking about the birds and the bees. Um, the phone lines are open if you would like to have a comment out there. The number is 718-508-9972. Free weekends, people. Phone lines are open. 
Now let's get back into this last question. Free weekends. Yeah, free weekends, people. No, you got it. So uh, go back into that last question again there, Al, so we can go ahead and complete this thought. Now, as far as with our, you know, parents, does not educating them properly increase their chances of the child experimenting with their own sexuality? Hey, one word that scared me the most, and Jen said it some years ago, trisexual. That's experimenting to the highest activity of experimentation. What right. is that? What's a trisexual, Jen? Well, you know, someone who's willing to try anything. Oh, well, we don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. Um, well, you know, trisexual. Hey. I guess it would be, you know, someone who's bisexually open is is more probably correct term where you know they if it's a guy you know um i think on the new episode of the real world um they had a guy who was bisexual and he says i check all the boxes so a trisexual checks all the boxes you know girl girl boy boy girl boy boy girl you know however you like it you know they're willing to try it yeah this conversation went south real fast um okay and now that I know what it is, I definitely don't want to know anymore. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, well, I let, let me let me be realistic. Can I can I rewind this back? No. Over the last, I say, decade, there has been an open fascination with girl lesbianism, and many girls who are not lesbians will try girl on girl sex with other girls just to impress. Boys, because they don't think that that's what boys, boys want don't even, No, head. no, 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 no. They don't do that just to impress boys. They do it because it's something that was already in them, and they just use it as an excuse to do it. You cannot no, no, no. say I they do that just to impress girls boys. Are, some girls are actually, in my opinion, I think that some girls are actually bisexual. However, I know girls that have had bisexual experiences just to have them to please a boy. That's what they tell you. Because they don't want to come off as being, oh, uh, well, I already have them. No, they are always age, thinking about that to, to begin in with. This, no, in this day and age, it's okay age, to be gay. Again, in this day and age, women are doing more to satisfy themselves than they are doing to satisfy men than they ever have. So that has nothing to do with it. They're doing it because it's something they want to do. And I get sick and tired of people not taking personal responsibility. If you want to do that, go do that. But don't sit there and try to blame it on, oh, I was doing it to impress this guy. Like, or I, I was doing it to impress this girl. Just be real about it. No, no, no. Many women do things to impress men. Men do things to impress women. I didn't say they were made to do it. I said <clears throat> they did it because they want to impress a guy or do it because a guy would think it's cool. Many men do things because women think, you know, to, to make... Because he thinks well, hell, we stupid. We know, hey, most guys will sit there and say, I'm not going to pay rent this month, but I'm going to go out here and get some rims. They'll do that to impress. But somebody sit there saying, I'm going to have sex with a girl because I want to impress my boyfriend or impress some guy I'm with. No, because that's something that they want to do. That's yeah, they, they want to do, do it to impress their boyfriend. I didn't say they, they were forced. They want to do it because they want to do it. I'm tired of people using that as an excuse. People need okay, to take personal it's, it's accountability. True. It's very true. I know girls who have done it because... 
they do it because they think it's cool. Lesbianism is the new cool. Guys think it's hot to see two girls. They just do. A lot of girls want to be considered hot. And and I think that it's out of touch to think that women do not do certain things to impress guys. That's why so many girls have so low self-esteem that are having sex when they're not ready, that are performing oral sex because and they really maybe not feel 100% comfortable. They're doing it to fit in and they're doing it to be cool. Mm. Well, if they doing it to fit in and be cool, that's a sad state we in. It right is. Now. It's, it's a very sad state, but uh, it's a reality. Yeah, the reality is, though, you want to be honest. The reality is, women get more persecution from other women than they do from men on certain things like that because guys will move on. Let's just be. Let's keep it completely real. Guys will move on. We're not going to sit there and hop on it forever. Okay, if she's not giving it up, other than those guys that still stand there and, and, and the, the rapists. But for the most part, guys will be like, okay, if she's not going to give it up, then somebody else will. Yeah, it's, so, so as a girl. Than, as not. What's that clip you always play, Kev? It's called self-esteem. Yeah. It is, but I'm just, no, yes, no, not as a 16-year-old girl who is trying to build self-esteem. You can't say that. A lot of girls will do a lot of things just because they want to fit in. Or uh, if I, better, hold, or hold I better top the next girl hold because hold if I don't do it, she will. Hold on, Jen. Jen, truly, it is called self-esteem. Now, let me break it down to you. If as parents, men, hold as up, men Jen, I'm offended. Jen, Jen, I will mute you. Hold up. I got this board. Chill out. Look here. As a man, as a man, if, if they had a father in their life or a male in their life that really cared about them, they will build them up from a young age until young adulthood. When they get faced with that situation, they will have enough self-esteem where they'll be like, hey, if you don't like me as I am, I ain't going to be with you. That's all it is. Simple as that. Because and you those don't have aren't to the girls down. that we're talking about. Those just, aren't the girls that we're talking about. Those aren't the girls that have the, the wonderful self-esteem, that have the positive role models in their life, that have positive self-images of themselves. We're not talking about those girls because those girls aren't getting pregnant. Those girls aren't having sex before they're uh, ready. We're talking about the statistics of the young girls, the thousands of girls every day who are getting STDs and getting pregnant and are being sexually active before their time. They, we're, we're talking about them. You ever heard so that's of good what we're girl? talking about. You ever heard of good girl gone bad? You ever heard of that? No. There's a no. lot of good girls that go bad because of the same thing you just said right there. That that's across the board. All girls, just like boys, have an option to choose to do what they want to do. They have examples in front of them by looking, listening, and paying attention. Now, do they make the right choice? No, not always. But they still have the opportunity to do the right thing. Now you may some you may say some may not have that self esteem coming in the door. But somewhere along that line, if you sit up there and say, well, I'm going to sleep with this girl to be with you, then what else she going to do? She going to keep going out yeah, and slippery slope. It's, it's very sad. It's very sad, but it's a reality. So many of our young women where I think that there is a problem with women's self-esteem and young girls learning self-esteem and someone teaching them what it means to be a woman, a confident woman, and, and, and to be important and the the 
beauty and being a woman, a lot of girls are not learning this. They're becoming lost and they're making poor decisions. And people out there are ignoring it, talking about, oh, they should just have self-esteem. No, no, not when society tells them, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to, in their mind, they think these things. If they didn't, these statistics would not be real. Well, Jen, let me say this much. And like I, I, like I always say, I can only go by my experience. And guess what? At 16 years old, you know what society was telling me? That by the time you're 25, you're going to be in and out of jail and dead. Mm-hmm. But I made a conscious decision at 16, and I'm not sitting here, because I'm definitely not the smartest person on earth, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm smarter than anybody else. But I knew that if I don't want to end up like this, it don't take much. All you got to do is look at somebody who's doing something, and if you don't like that, don't do it. And that's, and that's, that's, and that's, that's the decision very that nice. I made at 16. And, and that's very it's nice. It's very nice, and but it's you very true. And you know what? I know you. a lot of guys that grew up, and a lot of girls, too, that grew up a lot rougher than I did, and they still made the choice that this is not going to be me. Cause y'all but know what it lot, is. Hold on, hold on. Y'all know what it is. Y'all won't know what it is. It's what? It's all I'm trying to let y'all uh, understand that, 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 that's, that's what that's, it is. No, no, not for a young girl. Not for younger. I think yeah. it's to not be taken yeah. as a joke. There are so many young girls out here who do not have self-esteem, who have poor self-esteem. It's a very big problem. And until people start to realize and recognize that women's self-image is, is have deteriorated to a point where hey, we have it. so many young girls growing yeah. up wrong. Let me tell you something real quick, and I'm going to stop talking after this, but let me just say this. I know some young women who grew up in circumstances that you would never be able to imagine. Never be able to imagine. Ever. And they still made the choice, this is not going to be me. It is still coming down to a personal choice. I'm not that saying is the very statistics true. aren't I'm not real. Debating that. I'm not, I'm not debating that. Hold on, Jen. That. Hold on, Jen. Just hold on. I'm not saying that the statistics aren't true. I'm not saying that there aren't young women and young men that fall prey to this. I'm not saying that that's not true. But what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, you make a conscious decision. You just said 20 minutes ago that they have the legal right to have sex at 16. Well, guess what? They have the legal right and the moral right to say, look, I can either do this or I cannot do this. You have plenty of examples of what happens if you do the wrong thing. That's one thing that our society has a truckload of. You got plenty of examples of what not to do. You have to make that personal choice. And I think if a lot of people started taking personal accountability, that they would be a lot better off. Don't use society to blame what's wrong with you. You can either be a, pro- a positive product of your environment or a negative product of your environment. And I know people that have come through much more than we could ever imagine, but because they made the conscious choice that I'm not going to be a statistic, because they took the personal accountability of it, they're in a lot better place. I understand what you're saying, but you still have to make that personal choice. And I agree that a lot of kids make personal choices for right and wrong. However, I agree that a lot of kids don't believe they have a choice. If that wasn't true, we wouldn't have these statistics. Kids wouldn't be making these bad choices. A lot of kids don't believe that. And for the kids that don't have the strength to make that choice, Someone has to stand up for them, for the little girl who does not see herself in that way or see herself as beautiful, you know, that that, that may not have the strength as that other person had. Everybody's not strong. 
Everybody's not that strong. That's that's not well, everybody's story. Statistics, if you go by statistics, statistics also say that black employment is at, is at its highest during the Obama administration. If you go by statistics, let's just keep it real. That's what the statistics say. But the actuality is, is some of these niggas didn't want to work, period. They weren't working before he got in office. They're not trying to work. A lot of people got out of jobs when Bush was still in office, but it's all put on him right now. So if you're going by statistics, statistics, uh, the one thing I love about statistics, statistics are a lot like a text message. They're up for interpretation. You can read it however you want to read it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I don't agree. I don't. I don't agree. But you know, I, I just that, don't agree. That ain't always the bottom line for what it is. But, I, I, that, no, that, but hold on, wait, I'm hold not on. talking about statistics. I'm talking about what we see with our own eyes. Okay. I, yeah, I'm not talking right. about what I read. I'm talking right. about what I see. All right. Let's get back to the parents. Let's get back to the top. Okay. All right, y'all. <laughs> All right. Jen had her Jen rave. This moment. Matter of fact, we we at the point right now, we might as well just do the talk of the town. I'm going to say this to everybody that listened to the show today. We do appreciate you. Um, thank you for tuning in to this show. Once again, yeah. we're not all going off right now. Just keep tuned in. But uh, Tune in. Please. And, and ladies out there, if you are on the chat board, if you are on the line, if you are listening, please, a lady out there, press number one and, and back me up. We haven't had a show in a no, long time where no. it's been me against them. Then, so, then, so please, then, somebody then, out there, then, press then, number then. one. We ain't against you. All that, all this war of me for the black woman or woman is just they got to stop. Always <laughs> <laughs> me. I'm a black woman. Or man, me. if a man is out there and you feel me, please press number one. Woe is me. I'm the black woman. Please press Woe number one. Man, let's get in the talk of the time. Nick, you ready for this talk of the time? Yeah, man, I'm always ready for it. You already know. It is. Talk of the town. Nick Eden, y'all. Check it out. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eden. And I am here with the talk of the town. Singer and actor Tyrese Gibson continues to promote his upcoming album, but recently ran into a bit of controversy while visiting a local radio station. According to Tyrese, he was discussing his album and single with the radio host when he casually mentioned that he noticed a liquor store near a school. He's quoted as saying, I was just addressing it and speaking about it while I was on the air. I went on and on about this because I really have a problem with it. Tyrese goes on to document how during a commercial break, the radio personality was cursed at by the show's producers for allowing the singer to rant about the liquor store. The producer told Tyrese, you can't go back on the air, you have to leave. Rapper Waka Flocka held his first annual celebrity bowling competition when another rapper confronted him and a fight broke out. While the original camera footage didn't capture much of the fight, TMZ obtained a new video which shows a lot more, including Waka Flocka putting a man to sleep. A man approached Waka Flocka and caught him with the right hand to the face before a scrap breaks out involving several people, ultimately ending with Waka Flocka's KO punch. Waka! Talk of the town. You know you're stupid for that, right? <laughs> he really is, man. You know you're stupid really for that, is. right? He really is. I, 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 look, I don't make these things up. People just do this crazy crap, and I report on it. Oh, I saw the video too. Watch Flock did put that dude to sleep, but he got a good hit off on him at the beginning. 
It's going to go down. Don't talk to me like that no more. Will the middlemen be all full back next week? <laughs> Will this thuggery continue on for another seven days? And this is what I'm going to do in return. Put the motherfucking face! <laughs> well, we'll just be two cats sitting up here. Just... It's all going to be happening, man. I'm just saying. A whole lot of that. Yeah, but one person going to get this right here, though. Yeah, buddy, but it ain't going to me because, you know, I'm always... Duh. Winning. Yes. <laughs> going down. Will Al and Kevin ever stop punching the buttons? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> next time. Will the power bill for the middleman talk to me through the roof? <laughs> Hey, man, we appreciate y'all. Y'all make sure y'all check oh, in man. next Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, what's going down. And also, hey, y'all better check it out Thursday, too. Yeah, I'm just about to say Thursday. It's 8 o'clock. Yeah. 8 o'clock. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Not yeah, Valentine. I don't know why, why Jen talking at the time she had uh, came up coming from, uh, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was at 10 o'clock. Right. <laughs> I was on Mountain Time, okay? I was on Mountain Time. Clearly. like today, 30 minutes late, yeah. I was 30 minutes late. I was four minutes late. Come on, I should have like a seven minute grace period. Thanks. I haven't even had coffee or anything. Well, see how that works. See how many people we lose as listeners if we got seven minutes of dead air next week. <laughs> hey y'all. That's one of one down. Yeah, we're my man. Peace. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.